0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCenter.com. Trade only.
1: I thought the players showed tremendous character. Um, I want all not to settle for that and to try and get the winner. And i um, really pleased they, they got the
2: rewards. Flipped our formation today to be more aggressive on the front foot And the message to the team was We're not waiting today, we're going It was a really strong performance from the boys today
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi Listen live weeknights from 5 Talking Scottish football first
4: So a great weekend for Glasgow Celtic win at lunchtime at Pataudry 2-1. Rangers winning to go back top of the table 2-1 against Hibbs. But the controversy of the weekend, the red card of Ryan Porteous with us. 2 men that know all about the rules and laws of the game. Mark Guidi and the former Rangers skipper Barry Ferguson. Barry, people are still debating it. Should it have been a red card for Porteous?
5: Yeah, it was a red card for me. It was a, a reckless challenge. Paul, I was watching the game live um, and my first thought was it was a good tackle. Um, but then i seen a different angle um, so Ryan Portis
4: he's clearly over the top of the ball um, it's reckless it's a red card for me Mark Whitty, what's your take on it because there's a furore about this or is it the fact that the, the green half the Hibs fans are saying he should have stayed on and Rangers fans think no it was red
6: yeah I thought it was a, a red card I think um, Nick Walls called it uh, correctly um, Paul I think Ryan Portis there's, I always remember Jim Duffy when he went to Chelsea when he was a youth team reserve coach at Chelsea under uh, when Gianluca Vialli was there and um, he got a hold of he got a hold of John Terry and he said John Terry is a terrific player terrific young talent but had to learn the art of tackling he didn't know how to tackle and Barry will, will know about the difference between now and for me, that's what Ryan Portis needs to learn the art of tackling. All right, we'll
4: talk about that during the show 0808 08, 17 17 700. What do you think? Hearts knocked off the top of the table, so it's a good weekend for the West Celtic. Get a win for the first time since February on the road. In the league How big was that For Ange Postacoglu Celtic fans What do you think We'll hear from Postacoglu We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard And of course Five days to go Scotland against Israel It's almost like Our World Cup final Isn't it Barry We have to win this one Saturday Five o'clock Hamden
5: Yeah Full house as well Paul um, Which I'm sure The players will be Excited about um, Good strong squad Steve Clark's picked again um, It looks like Everybody's come through The weekend games Fully fit so he's got a full squad to pick from. So I'm excited for the game. I think it's a, a, a must win for us. And I think we will win the game. I think we've got enough
4: quality in that squad to uh, to produce a good result for us. Scotland fans, what do you reckon? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Normally I'd say at this point we're on the socials and we are at Go Football Show. But WhatsApp's down this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Insta is down as well. And so... You, you might get as you might not. I'm sure that will change. Whatever that means, Barry. We'll That's be. We're there. That's exactly. the <laughs> We're there. We're uh, there. Knackered. You've been on here for a minute and a half, which is longer than one of your players on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Barry, what happened? You're a player sent off in record time.
5: Yeah, I, I'll be honest. With 25 seconds, I think it, it get recorded. That. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I was shocked. Uh, the game had just started, mm-hmm. and obviously, Senna who I've got in, in loan for Park Thistle. Look, I can see why the referees sent him off. Um, he's a type of player. He's all action. Um, he's went slightly over the ball yep. on Shane Logan, the ex-Aberdeen um, fullback. Experienced, yeah, yep. experienced. So I I can see why the referees sent him off. I thought cause it was the first twenty seconds or twenty odd seconds. He maybe have got a yellow card. Um, so that kind of. Uh, uh, it changes our full outlook in the, the game. We have to change the way we, we play because Cove have got a lot of good players. We had to sit behind the ball and try and frustrate them. And To be honest with you, I, I, was, I was more than happy with the performance. I thought we we were solid and compact. And In the end, I think anybody watching the game, we should have got something out of it. But the players just tired in the end and, and Cove obviously scored two goals in the last eight or so minutes. So look disappointing we're going to lose Senna now for a, a couple of games Um but I was shocked to be honest with you how quick it actually happened did you look uh, down look back up yeah it's the first yeah. time I've been involved in a game it's yeah. been that, that quick ascending off Um he, he's absolute gutted the boy I've got to be honest with you since yep. he's come in for Paddock Thistles, he's he's been absolute magnificent for me um, but it's just one of the things it happens in football you just got to go on with it but as yeah. I said I was proud of the way the boys um, played their energy and enthusiasm
4: was, was excellent just disappointed we didn't get anything out of it Mark the young player lasted about as long as a Watford manager the manager's gone already and uh, somebody who took Leicester to the title is back
6: yeah Claudio Diagnieri in at uh, Vicarage Road uh, as a manager he'd uh, obviously well known for for taking Leicester to the title in 2015 was it he took yep. him to the title and had a spell at Fulham uh, English football didn't work out from there respected manager really good but yeah the Italian owners at Watford Paul they're for it and uh, you know when you get into that job you're, you're going to get 18 months maximum and uh, Ranieri if he's not doing it um, by the turn of the year he'll be out as Could well, well and he'll get somebody else in for the next window well, to try and up Sorry, yeah.
4: will he see Christmas right loads of calls coming in 0808 08, 17, 17 700 Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney we're going the lines in a moment let's hear from Stephen Gerrard so about that Rangers were a goal down Kevin Nisbet one up Hibbs half an hour's gone and Ryan Portis that tackle on Joe Rebo. Red card Steven Gerrard well,
2: There's a couple of things on this I, I know one or two things about bad tackles Because I've made a few myself So I'm not in a gla- glass house here um, It's a wild tackle it's a leg breaking tackle. If he catches him, the kid only asks to play the ball. I don't know why. There's any reason why he wants to go in with that intent. And it's the second time he's done it against us because he done it against uh, Lasana Kulabai not so long ago. So the kid obviously is not learning, and um, he's let his manager and his teammates down today. But that's obviously Jack's business. There's no defending a tackle like that because the speed of it, the height of it, and the force—you know—it doesn't belong on a football pitch. You know, I've, I've had to learn over the years myself as a player to, to learn from them types of moments of madness. So. Hopefully the kid Lens. Jack Ross, his take on it.
7: Yeah, I mean, I've watched it. So at the time, didn't even think it was a film. That's my honest opinion, because I'm far away from it. Um, having watched the back, I think there is one angle where it doesn't look great, camera from behind the goal. I think the other angles, it looks fine. And interestingly, one of those angles is the same angle as the match official. So that perplexes me a little bit. I can understand why he decides to give it. I don't necessarily agree with it. But as I said, one, ang- one camera angle and slow down doesn't look great. Other angles looks okay. Um, but it was, um, yeah, the final moment of the match for us because a long time to play with 10 men here.
4: Obviously two different views, Barry. And Stephen Gerrard really open there about his own ability and inability sometimes to tackle yeah, properly. Yeah, I've been
5: in the same position. I've had a few wild lunges and, and been sent off mm. and it's been the correct decision. It's just one of the red miss moments. Um, See, so in terms of Ryan Porteous, I really rate him. I do, I think he's got something as a, a centre-back. I've always been impressed with him, but it's just that side of the game where I think you can go and... And clearly, just win the ball. Is when you play against opponents, you hear this saying, try and leave a wee bit on them to make sure that they're, they're in a game. I think that's maybe went through uh, young Ryan's head. But for me, I, I, there's no debate. It's a, it's a red card. That's reckless. It's it's over the top. Um, and I think the referee get the right decision now. What Jack Ross has said, I agree because I was watching it live yeah. and I thought mm. it was actually a good tackle to start with. But I then seen a different angle on the TV and it was clear that um, he was off the ground and it was um, it was a
4: high tackle. Mark, it's not his first uh, case of something like this yeah. for Ryan Portis. What do you think of him? You see him quite a lot. What, what would you say about Ryan Portis? How good can he be or is, is there a flaw here?
6: Uh, uh, well, I think he's got a long way to go. Um, Paul, I think he's got a long way to go and he has to eradicate that side of what happened yesterday from his game because it, it, it's not as if that's his, his, his first offence um, and he needs to learn um, just to, to, to be calmer and he, he needs to be trusted you know in that position it's a key position a big game 50,000 at hybrids top of the table clash and the key phrase was Stephen Gerrard's absolutely right Ryan Porter's let his teammates and his managers down yes because the ball was there to win he it, it, it could have been able to, to get in with a, a a clean challenge a hard challenge you know you can go in clean still put a ribo up there but it's a clean tackle but he's going in thinking yeah and, and that's where he's really got to learn um, to control um himself and, and, and be better at that kind of thing and in that situation in that environment he's got to be much more on it he's got to mature um quicker and, and, and learn um right from wrong so that's why I think he's got a he's got a bit to go. Um and one of the things that I think that the Hib supporters are saying that's part of that is I think there's a stat about Nick Walsh, the oh. match referee yeah, what is it? yesterday Paul yeah. that's he's, in his last seven games that he's refereed Rangers sent off six opposition players now I've not checked that to see out but that's yep. a stat that's doing the rounds I think that's where heads fans are saying oh you know the referees get form for it as well but um, the bottom line is though I think it was a red card yesterday I think Nick Wolls called it absolutely right
4: we've got the poll going out at the moment it's 61% say it was a red card 39 say it. no it's not we're in the socials at Go Football Show Craig's on the line in Cumbernault Craig good evening
8: good evening
4: gents I good you'll be happy from the point of view of 19 points back to the top of the table hearts on 18 Hibs 15 Motherwell 14 along with United Celtic on 13 um, Craig but it wasn't easy yesterday was it Roof and Marellas eventually
8: listen no not at all it was a tough tough game I knew it was going to be you know Hibs were in good form coming into the game um, they maybe had one or two draws recently that they might have thought they could have got wins out of but you know, um, that's the measure of the form they've been in. So, you know, I knew they were going to come and take the game straight to Rangers. I had no question about that. Um, it was about whether we could answer the challenge. Now, obviously, red cards, they do change games in terms of the flow of it and the way your opponent's able to play. Um, doesn't make it easy mm-hmm. to play against 10 men because it wasn't. You know, we were, you know, what, 30, 40 minutes before we finally broke down Hibs with 10 men. So, they still stood firm and played well, I thought, with, with 10 men to um you know to make it tough to break them down. But you know, to me, at the end of the day, I think I think it is a red card. I actually think what's happened is a few minutes before it, Murelov's left a wee nibble yeah, on Ryan the corner. at the corner yeah. flag. Yeah. I think that's maybe got his his tail up a wee bit thinking, mm-hmm. right, I maybe need to try and just nibble back. And he's just he's gone over the top. Um and I think I've seen some of the things that Mark was talking about and, and if people want to go back and review the six other red cards that Nick Walsh has given and they make a decision fine you know you you might well find three or four of them for the wrong decision I don't think that means anything to do but yesterday I even heard a pundit for another place um, who's a Hibs pundit saying that it was because the tackle he made on Barisic two years ago and that's why Nick Walsh sent him off because he was the same ref (laughs) who red carded him that day that kind of stuff to me doesn't help you can have your opinion on it but that's nonsense a referee mm. doesn't go into a game thinking I'm going to send him off as soon as I get a chance That's
4: let's put that to Barry Barry, you, do you think a referee
5: ever thinks uh, no. Uh, no. no no I think they're professional enough I think Nick Nick Walsh has just got to make a call and mm. he he clearly felt it was reckless and, and wild and he, he gave a red card I don't think it goes back to what happened with Borner Barisic yeah. two years ago that should mm. that, that I could 100% say that wouldn't come into Nick Walsh's head He's just, got, he's just obviously looked at it and he's got a split decision. He's not got the, the ideal opportunity we have to go and look yep. at different angles. As I said, when I watched it, I thought it was actually yeah. a no-bad tackle until I actually seen the second angle. I think it was from the govern. stand um, when I was watching it on Rangers TV. And then that's when I, I thought to myself, well, oh, that is reckless, That that is a red card. I
6: yeah. think you're looking at we're talking about bringing in VAR for next season, um, Paul. So in a situation like that yesterday, you would have the benefit of VAR. And I think if Nick Walsh is to go over and review that, um, I think it's still a red card. You know, I think the VAR would back up the referee's original opinion. And you know, regardless of how many red cards Nick Walsh has given out in previous Rangers games that he's officiated in, the bottom line is it's all about yesterday. And it's about getting the decision correct. And whatever you think of Nick Walsh as a referee, whatever you think of the circumstances, conspiracy theories, whatever you want to go, the bottom line is he got it right. It was a red card.
4: Craig, moving on from that, and with the guys as well, I see Keith Jackson in the record today talking about muddle managers. He's saying, Postacoglu, he's out of jail thanks to Jota's winner for sloppy Celts. Gerrard's constant swapping of his stars makes no real sense and Glass makes same mistakes, then hopes his luck will change. So there's a good piece there. Uh, you might not agree with it, you might. But, you know, everyone does say th- th- the spark's missing on Rangers. So, you know, moving on from that up against 10 men, but they, they found that difficult... What, what did you I, see I yesterday? Actually
5: th- watching the game, I actually thought Rangers started at a high tempo. Once the game settled down, Hibs started to get a, a gain on the game. I thought Newell, up until the man got sent off, I thought he was running the game for, for Hibs. He's a real good player. Mm-hmm. Hibs get the goal and obviously they're sending off helps, Paul. There's no doubt about it. But sometimes it becomes difficult when you play against 10 men. They sit behind the ball and make it really compact and hard to get through.
4: Um, but... In terms of Rangers, they ain't firing. Let me Everybody tell you, knows that. breaking news, Hibs are appealing the red card shown to Ryan Porteus during the defeat yesterday, so they are appealing it. That's just come in just now. No, I, I, you surprised at that, Barry? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, yep. I know. Because yep. the referee just went immediately. You know, he just went, it was a red card. Um, Mark, what about Rangers then? And what about that, the piece there? He's not the only one saying it, Keith Jackson, there. Rangers just not playing the way they were last season.
6: No, they're not. Paulo has always said from the off this season is always going to be difficult to to replicate the standards of last season. When you look at the, it was a solid unit. There was a a back four there. There was clean sheet. Steve Davis was outstanding in in the middle of the park. You know, up front, Rangers were scoring goals, free-flowing football. If ever Stephen Gerrard had to make a change, it was seamless. Um, Like we said, you could probably pick nine out of the ten outfield players for most games, particularly the big games. So no, they've not had it. And, and I think I said a couple of weeks ago and I think Craig Moore um, elaborated on it it's, it's I think that Steven Gerrard and the dressing room has maybe missed not, not a superstar but you know what I mean somebody just take one and yeah. give it a, a a wee lift to give it that spark as well say why oh, we need to go I mean Barry had it for years under Dick and, 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 yeah. and Walter you know, every summer you would know, be boom couple of names and that's what Steven Gerrard I mean you heard his press conference on, on, on Friday um, there's a frustration there from the manager so, so you see that so you understand the manager's frustration on the other hand you, you understand where the board are coming from because if money's not there to spend then you, you can't give them at some point you need to draw the line um, and if you want to draw a comparison across the city Celtic have raised in excess of £35 million this calendar year from selling players mm. Rangers haven't I think Rangers raised what maybe 3 million in the summer from selling mm-hmm. players so there, there, there's a difference and Rangers chose not to, to cash in on, on Morelos and Kent and Patterson we don't know exactly what bids were like mm-hmm. but they chose not to accept whatever was on the table now maybe that'll need to be revisited again in January we don't know maybe Steven Gerrard will need to sell two or three to create a bit of money to go and freshen things he up wants money. we'll wait and see yeah, you can understand yeah, why he does, course. but I totally understand why about saying, well, you know what, what? We have pushed the boat out as far as we can. Mm-hmm. And where I didn't agree with Stephen Gerrard, and I said that on Friday night, was he said we need to spend to compete the likes of Sparta Prague. And you want to go back to a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. Malmo. I don't agree with that. Rangers with what they've got and what he's been given should be competing with Sparta Prague and mm-hmm. Malmo for
4: sure. And actually Davy Proven in his column yesterday in the sun was saying we're serial. Underachievers in Europe now. Rangers yeah. and Celtic. You know we're going about ha- ha- Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen. Yeah. but actually, no I've got a. Well.
5: i think Rangers yeah. should be beating teams like Sparta, yeah. Malmo, for instance. Mm. I think Rangers yep. should be beating teams like that. Leon is different. Mm. I'll be honest yeah. with you. They're on a different level. They go and spend 20 or 25 million euros on a on a player. I can see the reasons behind that. But when you're playing teams, a Esparta, Prague and Malmo I believe that Rangers Are good enough Have got good enough Players to beat teams
4: like that Craig?
8: Yeah Listen I think um, It's This season We're not quite You know Turned up yet I think in terms of Europe but To me I think overall I'm not sure you could say Rangers are under The last couple of years I think Given where we've come from And I think people forget that It's not too long ago we were competing In the you know the the championship and the first division, and that we had to rebuild from scratch basically mm-hmm. over the course of the last ten years. And Gerard took over a not too dissimilar situation that with Dortmund was walked in and got us straight into the Europa League in the last two seasons. We've outperformed Celtic in the Europa League, and all the money they've had to throw it at that kind of thing. This season, yep. I think we are missing that. Gerard's frustrating, and I can get that, but there's part of me that thinks well we failed to qualify for the Champions League because we've not turned up in Europe yet. Mm. Europa League's not going well, so that money's not... We, he knew if we couldn't qualify this season for the Champions League, keeping a hold of the squad was then going to be priority, and we've done that. And mm. there's more than enough to go and win the league. If anything, mm. he's got too many players, and that's why you see the rotation, because he doesn't know who the starting eleven is. Last season, you could pick Ranger starting eleven every Saturday, and Thursday 1-11 almost all the time but maybe the odd rotation in there between Balag and up This season, I never know what squad he's going to play. Can I ask
4: you one question? We need a break. Who is your right back? Is it Patterson who played on Saturday or is it Tavernier?
8: Well, I, think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's got to be Tavernier. Purely okay, because right. I like Patterson but Ta- Tavernier's the captain and yep. I think Patterson can go in there and you could maybe play him in the cup games couple of European games but in general terms it's got to be for me James Tavernier at this moment in time
4: OK thanks very much we're back with Barry and Mark next
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's Go, go, go.
4: Glasgow's Go Radio with the Taxi Centre Monday to Friday here the Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Mark Greedy, Paul Cooney here with you 5 till 7. It's fine Mark, come with us. Mark's away speaking to producer, James. Yep, the news is that it's, uh, Hibs are appealing the red card the other day. Yesterday's red card they are appealing that. You're surprised Barry? The, yeah, the I'm, I'm surprised i will yep. stand by
5: um, what, what I've seen. Um, I think it was a a clear red card I think it was um, a reckless and and wild challenge Um, from Ryan Portis Uh, it's all about opinions Paul but for me I was surprised when you broke the news that Hibs were appealing let's go on the lines
4: Hugh is on a Motherwell fan Hugh good evening
9: good evening guys how are we?
4: we're good how how are you disappointed yesterday to lose at Tynecastle?
9: on Saturday yes yeah Um, well the reason why I'm on here, Paul, to obviously discuss referees. Yeah. Obviously there was a quite a few instances over the weekend. Uh, Ryan Porius. Um now Barry obviously this isn't getting you, Barry, that was just obviously because I was listening and we were driving home. That you made a point about your own player went over the top of the ball after twenty odd seconds or whatever, and yep. you thought the referee should give him a yellow.
6: Yep.
9: Now but then you say but Ryan Porius... Even over the top of the ball and it was a definite red card. As mm-hmm. you see there, it's all about opinions. Mm-hmm. Now, the main point being of this is um, there was a, a quite a few instances in the Rangers game. I was actually looking forward to the Rangers and Hibs game. I thought it was going to be a cracker. Sam watched the Celtic other day and I thought it was poor. I didn't really enjoy it and I was really looking forward to that because the two of them, Rangers were a bit poor. Rangers or were, uh, were on fire. I thought this is going to be a cracking game. Uh, Lindstrom lunged in from about 10 feet on, I think it was the left side. Um you obviously talked about Morelos barging into Porters prior to his sending off. Mm-hmm. Now, that was an off the ball instant, never get booked. From never get booked. Aribo, I thought Aribo's challenge was pretty bad as well, the one he got booked for. Uh, and I'm only going on to the mulo game now. I thought the standard of refereeing at the minute, I think it's pretty, pretty poor. Now, we do need to help the referees. I know we're bringing in VAR. Mm-hmm. Do they need to be professional? Do we need to do something else? Do we need to try and assist them a wee bit better? Because there was a few. Instance in the, the Mellow game, obviously the two penalties, I thought Liam Kelly should have obviously just came out and got the ball or just stayed in his line and done it, but I thought Boyce went down a bit, uh, bit quick because mm-hmm. he lost control of it. The, the linesman actually gave Harts a corner at that and the, and the referee just ignored them. The second one, as you've seen on television, definitely, he, he hardly got touchdowns down and they got a penalty for it. So I just think the referee's making decisions here and fans are getting frustrated about it and they have done for years but I think it's now getting worse so what can we do to assist these referees but to help them out during the games Hugh,
5: the second one was that Slattery that nudged
9: Aye, that, that was Slattery again I think yep. it was Devlin and Devlin was obviously taking mm-hmm. him on his, yeah. he's um, touching his head and rubbing his head and all that Aye, that was yeah. a that soft
5: that was a soft penalty, penalty for me
9: mm-hmm. Aye.
4: saw the highlights referee was David Munro on Saturday at the game Mark yeah, did you see the
6: absolute poor, poor game poor game. Yeah I, I, yeah I watched the the highlights um, on, on sports scene but I'm still not convinced um, either way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to be honest I can understand frustrations and it, both sides um, that, look that's why referees want VAR Paul our referees are absolutely desperate to get VAR because they want to help they don't want to be going home on a Saturday night or a Sunday night and getting bombarded or you know, throw, you know kicking the cap when they get in and you know they're, they're under siege for 48 hours they can't go to their work their families are getting well, remember referees get it tight as well remember about, about referees for their, their own mental health for their own peace of mind that's why they don't deliberately go out and do things no referee has an anti-Rangers agenda an anti-Celtic agenda an anti-Motherwell agenda an anti-Dundee United agenda they just make mistakes mm-hmm. you watch games all over the country Barry sees them now as the Alloa manager they watch games you know, they just make mistakes they don't deliberately go out to do a team in or to do a favour to another team just sometimes they make mistakes but they want VAR and I think it would cost about 70 grand per top flight club to bring it in Paul um, and I know 70,000 pounds is, is a lot of money particularly when some clubs don't know what's going to happen with the singed sponsorship deal they rely on that kind of money but if there is a way to do it let's bring it in, for sure, let's bring in Va.
4: Hugh, as a Motherwell fan, do you feel that there was a, what, 17,000 crowd, mainly Hearts fans, I saw some Motherwell fans on the train on the way through, but it's only a referee's influenced by the home crowd, wherever they are? I think
9: they definitely hear, fans are shouting, even players, Barrios know that as well, so Mark, um, if, a player who's constantly the referee asking questions he'll, I don't know whether he eventually gives it but I just think it's a, the, the referee on Saturday David Monroe. I've seen this for both teams because it was on occasion um, the ball came down came off of Van Veen's chest it was going the other way he actually did handle it now I'm sitting in the main stand behind the reporters um, and I, I can see it clearly from nearly 100 feet away and he didn't give a free kick I'm thinking that's astonishing no wonder the Harsham are going in here I just found the refereeing standard on Saturday in our game was atrocious for both teams um, and I'm not a beat part obviously with a better team but it was just atrocious for both teams um, and that's why I'm just asking what can we do apart from getting VAR Because yes we would love VAR in, mm. but might not get to it so how else can we help we, 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 we need to we get it we need to find a
6: and way yep. And you, you look at Hibs the previous week um, Hugh at home St. Johnson yeah. they get a penalty kick um, given by John Beaton. That's never a penalty kick. So that's so. That, so again, there's an example that goes uh, that, that goes for Hibs The previous game, but look, you can watch any game. You're at, you're watching Hearts Motherwell, David Monroe, Barry. I think it um, uh, was Alan Muir. Possibly it was your referee in um, Saturday, uh, Barry. Right. You've got Nick Walls yesterday. You've got Bobby Madden at Patoji. You had Bobby Madden the week before at Dundee V Rangers. You can pick fault. And referees because they won't get every decision right but that doesn't mean to say that they're out to get a team no.
4: would it be better if they were full time would, yeah, would that make I, any I,
5: difference I, I've been thinking about it I don't right. know if it would make a major difference if they were full time every single day but what would make a difference would be getting Varane. Yeah, but it comes down to costs but yeah. we have to get it But we, we we're, we're a get serious it, league we yeah, must yeah because yeah. Yeah. listen this, this is what's happening it's not just this weekend it's mm. happening every weekend she was on about the decisions against Motherwell I can see why he's, he's on the phone frustrated. People are talking about the Ryan Portis um, thing. Mark's just come up with last week's game, Hibs against St Johnson, and I've seen that. I, I don't know how McCart can get out the way
4: of that yeah. shot on goal for the Hibs player. It's, it's impossible. Hugh, what about Motherwell? Just looking at the table, as you know, you're on uh, 14 points, just five off Rangers, and a week on Saturday, is it? You've got Celtic at Fir Park. Hugh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Was he phoning for WhatsApp? I don't know what happened. Yeah, WhatsApp's <laughs> down today, Facebook's down as well. So that rode up to Yeah. yeah. Uh, for Motherwell, uh, they lost on Saturday. Yeah, yeah but... they
5: lost on Saturday. That was a big game, but I've got to be honest with you, I've been impressed with them over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, mm. they, they had a tough start. They were, a lot of people were, were maybe having a pop at Graham Alexander, but do you know what? They've had some great results. As you just mentioned, they're five points off the top. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're having a
4: Decent enough season And they've got a massive game In a couple of weeks Sure have Internationals this weekend And then next Tuesday And then the following weekend It's uh, it's going to be tasty In fact Hearts coming to town To play Rangers That's going to be some yeah. match as well yep. Yesterday though So we kicked off at 12 Here on Go Radio With the football show And Celtic winning 2-1 At Pataudry Talk about it in a second or two Here's the manager afterwards
1: Yeah, pleased, obviously. uh, Tough game and uh, obviously a tough place to come and and, uh, get three points. Uh, Great character shown by the players, particularly at the end there, you know, we we were going for the winner rather than just settling for the point. Super happy for the players um, that they got the reward. It wasn't smooth, but it's hard. We're meeting a team that's desperate for points. They're going to throw things at you. you know, it's a physical game. And it's all nice and well to say we, we probably could have played better, maybe controlled the game a bit more. But you know, you kind of know, even for our own situation, that irrespective of how I feel the players are feeling the pressure of getting our results, especially away from home. So you got to factor all these into it. And, and ultimately, they found a way to, to, to get through. And, and you know we scored a really good goal, which is the stuff we want to play. So I'm pleased. Barry, it's his signings, Kyogo and Jota, who
4: got the man of the match there, who've lit up the Celtic fans. Kyogo makes a difference. Mm-hmm.
5: There's no doubt. Um, I thought it was a great goal, great cross, for Turnbull yeah. and um, Kayogo, bit of movement. I, I think that look, David Bates should do better. There's no doubt about it. But um, Kyogo chess it into the into the net. Um, I, I watched the game. I didn't think it was a great game. I've been honest we Celtic were the better team in the first half. I, I don't think Aberdeen get. I, th- I thought they were a yard off it if I'm being honest with you you obviously gave them about a bit of half time they came out and again Celtics Achilles heel set pieces um, poor goal to lose I thought it was a strange goal as well it, it, it took forever to go into the back of the net um, your goal. yep yep off his shoulder um, but beat on should be make more of a challenge Montgomery's on the post should do better Joe Hart as well you can maybe question but Poster mentions a word there character mm at least they showed a bit of character it was all about just getting that three points no matter how good a game it was or how bad a game it was it was about going away from home and getting that first three points Mark, what was your take on it?
6: I think on, you know you, you take into account Paul's in the back of Thursday night a battering at home we buy a lever so to go to a place like Putaudry and come away with three points it's a big lift for Celtic they played some nice stuff at times at other times they just looked very ordinary but the, the, it was character, you know, because they, they, they get slaughtered if they didn't win yesterday. But they did win. And, and I have to say, I think Yota's finishes as much as it's, you know, five or six yards out. The, the, the angle that's come at him, at, you know, and to, get, to get the toe poke on it and to get in. in, you know, I think, you know, credit to him for that as well. And Kyogo's opening goal, he's passed it in with his chest. Mm-hmm. If you look at the angle, he's deliberately put it away from, from Gary Woods and the goals right in the, off the corner and when you think about it he's probably anticipating that David Bates is going to get a touch in that the fact that Bates is not he's still been on his toes he's still been ready so it's an absolutely outstanding finish um, from Piolo some ball aye yeah. from, from Turnbull as well who has been getting a bit of stick from Celtic yeah. fans so for him to do that too but over the piece for Celtic to get that victory and with Rangers in winning the Ibrox two or three hours later it was important that Celtic didn't lose um, any more ground because
4: that would have been a massive day for Postacoglu and for Celtic if they'd gone yeah, further behind listen, Rangers it's one yeah.
5: of the ones when Aberdeen equalise that's when you, you're looking Squeaky and I'm sure yeah yep. standing at side thinking right mm-hmm. what sort of reaction am I going to get and listen it wasn't a great In terms of football wise But listen He got the win That's what it was all about In terms of Jota That's a desire for me To get into the back post Mm -hmm. He could could be jogging But he showed a A real desire To get on the end Of um, that ball So listen The main thing for Celtic Was just coming away With three points No matter People forget A week or two down the line What the performance was like It was all about Celtic Just getting three points Because their away
1: form Has been all over the place The manager said we stuck at it. We've obviously uh, struggled away from home uh, in the league. A day like today shows you that you know if we stick at it, as I said. That one all would have been very easy for us to, to sort of go into our shell, but we were looking for that second goal and uh, we got it.
4: For Stephen Glass, the new manager, fairly new manager at Aberdeen, this was what he had to say afterwards. Yeah,
10: you're obviously disappointed when you lose a late goal. Start of the game, we didn't do enough to affect it. Suffered as a result when we don't defend well enough. When a cross comes in the box, the fact that the cross comes in in the first place and defending it. Uh, but I think second half you saw a good response, but it's the same story, being ruthless in both boxes. But Barry said first half they were a yard off it. How could that be? They haven't won. They haven't taken points.
4: In nine games they haven't won. They had to win on Saturday. It didn't. Yesterday it didn't look like it, Mark, did it?
6: No. Even just getting a point, Paul, would have been a really good one um, for them. You know, in front of their own supporters to get themselves back into the game. Um, Joe Hart's had a terrific save uh, as well, low down to um, his left-hand side. I can't remember. Was it Longstaff or was it Lewis? No, Hayes. Or? Hayes. Was it Hayes? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So that they had chances, but. Dave have called has got to stick, stick with Stephen Glass. Uh, and I'm sure he will. And I, I don't know if you saw it. If you, I was watching Sky Sports in the house yesterday and there was a really good interview um, with Stephen Glass and Scott Brown together before the game. And there's a real good insight to what Stephen Glass is thinking, what he's trying to do, the important role that Scott Brown has got there. So that impressed me just listening to him, you know, just seeing him kind of away from the, the dugout. But it uh, has to do better. And with that squad they should be doing so much better than what they've done the first six weeks of the season.
5: I I think he'll get time. There's no doubt in my mind. You you can see what he's trying to do, what way they're trying to play. It doesn't happen overnight, but he'll know himself. He he needs to... It's a big October Mm -hmm. for Stephen Glass. They've got a few tasty games coming up. He just needs to get points on the board. But I think there's no doubt in my mind he'll be given time because you look at the team, the starting team against um, Celtic, real good players in that Aberdeen team team and on and, the bench oh, too. on the bench yeah, yeah. guys like McGeoch, um coming on who's good quality so I think in time if he's given the time
4: which I, I think he will I think he'll do a good job the poll is still running and it's at 60-40 60% of our audience think Ryan Portis it should have been a red card that's the news in the last 20 minutes Hibs are going to appeal the red card yesterday
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go, go, go.
4: Monday edition of the Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers in Scotland. Legend, Mark Guidi, <laughs> Paul Cooney and Logie, your calls on 0808 08, 17, 17 We're just looking forward to Saturday and discussing what it's going to be like. And looking at some of the highlights from the weekend, wins for Rangers and Celtic. And on Saturday, Dundee United beating Ross County 1-0. Hearts 2-0 against Motherwell. St Mirren taking the points at Livingston and St Johnson 3, Dundee 1. Then yesterday, lunchtime, Hibs one uh, sorry, Aberdeen 1, Celtic 2 and Rangers 2, Hibs 1. Hibs are appealing the red card on Ryan Porteous. Some of the headlines down south, Ronaldo, the people who went to the game were disappointed not to see him for the 90 minutes. But then on Sunday, what about that performance? Man City coming to Anfield and it was just a double man of the match, wasn't it? Phil mm. Foden and Mo Salah.
5: Yeah, two of them were... were um on top for him. Um you know what I think he fell for and I, I just can watch him all day. Um and again yesterday uh, he's just a a magician. Mm. That, that's what he is. He's a a wonderful football player. And at his age to play there, he, he's one of the main players at Man City. He's just going to get better and better. Well, just um his finish was brilliant, but some his he's build up play, his touch, he's got a uh, turn the pace brilliant to watch and, and Salah's Salah's goal was just ridiculous um, brilliant skill good game the second half was brilliant mm. I really enjoyed it it was in the end two top teams having a, a real pop at each other and I thought that was the right result
4: in the end Mark I loved it afterwards and Guardiola said I love the English Premier League that, yeah. it, everything that's good in it was yeah. there on display
6: yeah it was brilliant great entertainment and uh, I'm, I'm glad that it was like a 2-2 round and a 0-0 you yeah. don't want an anti-climax you need Liverpool Man City to Be producing, I mean, the quality of players uh, on the part, as, as Barry said, Phil Ford, and what a finish! You know, the angle that he's taken that to drill it past a goalkeeper of Alisson's quality, then Salah's goal just pff, is genuinely out of this world. Um, you know, what what a finish it was! So, great entertainment, good be bit as well. I agree with um, Pet Guardiola, you know, and James Milner should have gone, uh, there should have been a second yellow uh, for him, so Liverpool should have been down to 10 men, but um, w- when you watch it. Great quality um, and uh, a great advert and it looks like they two will the, certainly be, be in the mix. Did you see in the first half Ederson's ping? Oh, I mean it must us. have been about was, 70 yards. Was it?
5: Yeah. Ah, it was just unbelievable. You'll need to go and watch it. Guardiola said afterwards. He starts, he starts yeah. moves. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. starts moves. ping? Yeah, his yeah. range wow. of passing yeah.
4: for a goalkeeper is just out of this world. So we saw the two managers at the end but I see Guardiola was saying you know Liverpool and I think he meant Manu as well sometimes get decisions that nobody else gets. Um, what do you think?
6: Well if if, if, if we're talking specifically about the uh, the James Melder, the oh, second okay. second tackle then yes. yeah he's absolutely right. Yeah. It is a second gel. Um, the uh, referee Paul I can't remember his second name Paul. Um, yeah he should have given it now whether he's been influenced by the crew, whether he didn't think such but. That, that's a second year all day long Paul
4: I see the Man United fans they've been saying for ages Paul Sol- Tierney sorry Paul Tierney yeah. Solskjaer out um, they need to win something and win it soon in Scotland looking at our own game here we hate to talk about it but Ranieri is in the manager's out at Watford who's going to be the first to go because often around right about October November time that's when somebody does go and you look uh, at the bottom of the table is there anyone you think stands out that might be in trouble would look at the table Dundee obviously not their troubles to seek could James McPake be under pressure
5: I'd like to hope not I think it's still far too early Um, I still think there's a lot of football to be played Um, but we know what football's like I mean we were just talking earlier on about the Watford scenario what they do with managers I think it's ridiculous they change every 6 to 12 months the amount of managers so look there's some managers know that they need to get wins on the board but I still think it's far too early. I mean we're only in the start of October talking about managers getting sacked. I still think you need to wait another another month or two. Just another month. I think
6: November Paul. You yeah. know come the next international breaks mid-November and by then we've probably you know maybe played 10 possibly 11 league games and you get a real shape of what the league's about but I think when you look at our whole league now and I'm not, I don't want any manager to be sacked or to lose his job but you know, I don't think it's necessarily going to be. If a manager lose your job, somebody's in the in the bottom two. I think you look at the whole league, and there's maybe teams or managers that are, are underperforming. Yeah. Fran's aren't they happy? So it could be it could be a a surprise one. Um, and the, and yeah. on Man United, the social thing comes round every couple of months. Yeah. But then you look at it. If you, I mean, genuinely, where would they go? Who is available for Man United to 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 go and get? me? they've tried the Mourinho, they've yeah. tried the Van Hal, they've had Davy Moyes. And again, you say, David Moyes no previously Man United manager. He'd be a great shout mm-hmm. um, for it again. But I don't know. I genuinely don't know where Man U- The only one I can think of off the top of my head if you're thinking of a a super manager that's managed at the highest level and won things at the highest level is Zinedine Zidane. Uh, Antonio Conte, I think, is available as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Out of those two, I, I, I don't know where they would go. There
5: are two points off the top of the table No. Man United yeah. and people are talking about... Um, Chosard getting getting sacked, I think it's crazy, he's only seven games in, two points off Chelsea, It's uh, but listen this is just the, the world of football, it's
4: crazy at times. David Martindale came out after the game, at the, after the loss on Saturday saying Livingston will not be relegated and he was slamming the boo boys saying the clue is in the name, you're Livingston supporters, support the club, so it's, it's so fickle isn't it, this time last year he'd just taken over as manager and that... The bandwagon was rolling for 13 yeah. games. It's yeah. tough. And James McPake, he brought Dundee up. You know? yep. Malcolm Mackay has just taken over a few months ago yep. uh, at Ross County. So, yep, we'll find out what happens. We certainly don't want people but, but to you be know, going.
5: as a manager, I can only talk for myself, you know when you go into a job, you know it's results. You know it's going to happen if you don't get get results and all managers will know that's 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 the case. When you when you agree to become a, a manager, a lot of people say you must be absolute crazy but you know it has results and when you don't get results, fans become frustrated. You as a manager become frustrated, the players um
4: so it's all about getting wins and getting wins as quickly as possible. Here's the Rangers manager speaking after the 2-1 win. Yeah,
2: well, look, at times this season, I've asked for more in that department. When we actually get to the final third, I've asked for more variety and more creativity. I thought we worked to keep it a lot more in the second half. Obviously, having the man advantage certainly helps, but sometimes that makes it more difficult as well. So credit to the boys. We we played the variety. We tried to go through them. We tried to go round. We tried to go over. And two of the deliveries were outstanding today. And that's what my number nines do. If you put the service there for them, they'll finish.
4: so the two up front.
5: Uh, that, that's what won the game, both Nathan, Nathan Parsons cross in for Ruth to score and obviously Barisic in the opposite end for Morelos I think that was the difference, they two bits of quality because um, Hibs were stuffy and I know what it's like when you go down to 10 men they they're really frustrated um, Rangers so it came down to two bits of quality that eventually won Rangers the game because in terms of forum and watching it they're no free flowing as they were last year. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um so that that was a it was an important three points for, for Rangers. What was
4: your take on Morella's? People have been speaking about him so much. He got yeah, the goal. Yeah,
5: yeah he, he got the goal. Um I've I'm being honest with you, I think a keeper could have done a bit better. I don't know if you've seen yeah, it, Macy. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Because
5: obviously I think it was a week or so ago his performance at Tynecastle was was unbelievable. Um I think he maybe be disappointed in that. Marelos overall, no at the the levels that we've been, uh, we been became used to. But listen, he got the goal. He got the winning goal, and that's what number nines need to do: score goals.
6: Yeah, he, he wasn't really in the game uh, at all, but he got the header. And again, you know, for roof's goal, Nathan Patterson's um, delivery was was just brilliant. And even Matt Macy, the goal—he's not even moved for the, for, for for roofs. Um, but Marelos needs to up his game he needs to up it Rangers need him and it showed yesterday they need him he can't just pick and choose when he wants to be a part of it you know he needs to really be given more because we know he's capable we know he's got the talent but he needs to show it on a more um, regular basis because as Stephen Gerrard just stated in the clip there in the audio Paul my defenders my wide areas, we'll get balls into the box and that's where Morelos has has got to show uh, more and if he is you know at some point he's wanting that move whether it's January, the summer, whether it's two, who knows? But at some point he does want to go. He's he's made that clear. And Rangers, at some point, will want to cash in because of of, of, of his value. But he'll need to show more than what he's what he's been doing. And he will get that big move, and Rangers will get that big money. So it goes hand in hand. Mm. But it's got to start from the. I just think he's got to show that wee bit more desire.
5: Yeah, he's he's frustrating. I mean, I, I really rate him. I, I like him. Um, but I I can see the manager's frustrated his teammates are probably frustrated because he he is so important he's so important to Rangers Um, so the quicker he realises that the quicker he gets back to form I think
4: Rangers will start to fire a bit there's 50,000 there yesterday Mark and Barry and the Rangers fans, the diehards, and they don't want to hear a player saying, "Oh, you know, in Colombian radio, oh, I want to be a higher level or whatever." He's on big money here. Sure, mm-hmm. he'll get more in England maybe or whatever if he goes onto the continent, but he's in big money, Mark. Yep. being paid to play and score for Rangers. Yeah,
6: that that is absolutely correct. And if he, you know, if he's wanting that move, whether he sees it in Colombia, whether he's seen it privately to Rangers or whatever, the best way to get the move, Paul, is to make sure that your performance is to a level as at A. Rangers have made an offer that they can't possibly turn down yeah. and B, he'll get he, 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 the move that he wants whether it's to the Bundesliga the English Premier League to Serie A whatever it is he wants to go but he's got to realise that the better he does the more offers and Rangers won't be getting offers he'll actually oh, nah, that, that's, that's 2 yeah. or 3 million short of what we're looking for so go and do the business and the offers will come and he can go as a superstar so no,
5: Morelis has been good for Rangers yeah. but also he's got to remember Rangers has been good for him as well they've put him they went and they shelled out a million pound and put him in the spotlight so he just needs to get back um, he doesn't look as sharp but he's so important I think Morello's is firing
0: Options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.
3: The Go Radio football show with The Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, go.
4: Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre yep no boundaries here Barry no, no, boundaries. Don't, you've don't heard all the that, gags yeah. that's a fair point you're making there great to be with the Taxi Centre yeah. here every night Monday to Friday on Go Radio uh, Barry we need hire <laughs> he was our big money hire from another station a few months ago <laughs> Barry Ferguson is with us here every night well you're not every night are you you're <laughs> Aloha on Tuesday on Thursday as well Aloha chairman will be on the phone and then at the weekend yesterday it was uh, Craig Moore and Davy Proven who were with us. Some great stuff. A five hour special yesterday and wins for Celtic and Rangers yesterday. And hearts what, what off the top them, of the table. Sorry yep, but in sure, there. What did yep. Davy and, and Oz think about the tackle? They both said red card. When they saw the first one they both went I was eh, the same, yeah. and then I they see. saw that other angle and said oh no, red card. Oz immediately said "Yep, yeah, looks a bit reckless. Davy I think looked at it twice and then they both said. It's a red card. Hibs feel differently and they've appealed it in the last hour which surprises you, Barry. But it w- does but surprise why? me but yeah.
5: uh, that's what I feel for referees in terms of not having VAR. They've got a split-second decision to make. We, we've got the luxury as I was doing yeah. yesterday watching the game. Mm-hmm. think to myself, oh, that looks up... A challenge but I thought oh he's won the ball there until then I, I see it the third time it was the third time from a different angle when I seen it that's when I th- I'm thinking reckless
6: red card you know what, I'm exactly the same as he watched the highlights last night and I'm thinking yeah that's a fair tackle because you know why and I think it might be the same because the ball was there to be won cleanly mm, yep. that's what I'm thinking, clean but he, he, he's not I think he, you know, he's had one eye in on the man uh, as well but by the looks of it but look, we'll see how the appeal goes but I'd be very surprised if that was overturned and Hibs I think Nick Walsh has called that one correctly yesterday
4: Barry what happens then in the appeal process you as the player are in there or yeah you're in there with a, an official from the,
5: the club I don't know who that would be in terms of Hibs and you, you put your, your obviously your argument across mm. and then they go away and, and decide on the, the outcome um, I, I, I don't know exactly how long the process will last in terms of you been in in there and, and doing it Um
4: they sit and watch the footage.
5: Yeah, they'll yep. watch the footage. I think ex-referees will be involved as well, um, to go over the footage. Uh so then they'll come up with a decision whether they think that Nick Walsh made the, the right or wrong decision, but I, I think he made the the right decision.
4: It's still sixty-two percent, thirty-eight percent on the Go Radio football show poll. So sixty two percent of the audience think it was a red card. And uh I think most of us have seen it the same way at first. You thought, oh yeah. But no, when you look at it again from different angles and referees don't have it. Should we have VAR? We talked about it on Friday. There's going to be a meeting later this week about VAR. Is it going to come? Barry Ferguson says, yeah, it has to. Yeah, but I think Martin made the point earlier
5: on the, the programme. It's going to cost seventy or £80,000 about per cup. club. Um, that is worrying in terms of the, the smaller clubs in terms of what's happened with, mm-hmm. with COVID, but... I, I do think look it's got its good and bad points. There's no doubt about it. Um, but for me to help out the referees certainly up here because they're no full time, they're part time, and the the amount of things that are going on now every single weekend, I think it will certainly help the refs. We, we
6: we we need it. You know Scottish football's big money. You know okay, it's no big money compared to down the road. But for for our clubs, you know it's all relevant. It's big money. Farm won't be in for this season, but this season our Premiership is potentially worth forty million pounds. It's the richest prize in the history of our game. Now, what you want VAR to do is to get decisions right and that's what it'll help you do. You know, so referees are human beings so therefore they will make mistakes, they will get things wrong. If you've got VAR there, they sort it out. Why shouldn't we welcome it into a game? Yes, it'll cost the guts of a million quid to put in but that's got to be money well spent and that's why our referees are absolutely desperate to get it into the game. Yeah, we've,
5: we've got to try and help them. Look, who, who would be a referee? I mean, listen, as a player and as a manager, I have my, my fair share of pops at them. Um, but see, when you, you sit back and, and strip it all down, they've got a tough job. They've got a tough, tough job and they need as much help as he can get, and certainly we're bringing Varin. Um, I think the referees
4: would be absolutely delighted with that. So Hibs are appealing the red card. Here is the manager Jack Ross speaking about the player Ryan Porteous. Yeah,
7: Ryan's undoubtedly got some little bits of his game to keep improving upon, and he knows that. And we've worked hard at it. And I think his progress over the last year and a half since I've been here has been brilliant. He is, in my opinion, good a young centre half as any in the country. I think he's a brilliant player. But what he does have is an aggression and physicality about his game now. You need that to be a centre-back, You certainly did when I played. I don't think it's changed, however, I think the way in which the game is officiated has changed um, and he has to understand that and deal with it. So, I'll you know, speak with him over the course of the week. He will be criticised undoubtedly from some people, but what I would hope won't happen, but probably will. Will he be vilified by some? But he's a young Scottish centre-half who's played over 100 games for his club at this time and who is a terrific young player. Has he got flaws in his game? Of course he has, but he's a young man, so um, he's got my absolute support. I'll keep working to make him better keep working to make sure when that situation arises that he makes a better decision These managers right behind him uh, and you would expect that wouldn't you? Yeah I wouldn't expect uh, expect anything less
5: um, I think Jack Ross makes good points there in terms of you need a level of aggression to be a centre and a half and he's certainly got that sometimes I think he's over aggressive but I think he's only just turned 22 um, Jack Ross has clearly stated there the last year and a half it's something that Jack Ross and and Ryan have been clearly working on, um, but look, I, I think if you watch it, it's clear to me that it's over the top.
4: No time to die is one of the. It's not just the movie, of course. The, have you seen oh, it yet, the Bond movie? No go, Wednesday, not going yet. Going Wednesday, Wednesday. Paul,
6: yeah, looking forward. Barry, to.
4: you haven't seen it yet, have you? You've been no, too busy yep, at the looking, weekend. Yep. The yep. Bond movie, yeah. No, I've not. Hopefully I've you'll go soon.
6: Uh, but this is about uh, Celtic He still he still trying <laughs> to catch <laughs> up with diamonds <laughs> up forever.
4: <laughs> On this one, it was uh, referring to Celtic yesterday winning up at Bataudry. Hard to believe it's February the 14th since the last one in the league, away from home. Yeah. But the first away win for Ange Postacoglu. And he said, yeah, we've got the international break now. Can you look forward to it? And, well, he had a wry smile. Well, it
1: depends, mate. The last break wasn't really kind to me. So, um, you know, I've said to the players, anyone gets injured on international duty, they bother coming back. Because there's no doubt that, you know, the disruptions we've had, particularly with injuries, has, has made it really difficult for us to, to get momentum. You know, fingers crossed we get through this international window well, we can do some work. Players who are out either injured or need some work um, physically, uh, we can use the next sort of two weeks and, and hopefully, yes, yeah, set a platform to, to go on a bit of a run.
4: So he's speaking about players that he can work with over the next 10 days and that would be Juranovic coming back from injury. James Forrest, that's just gone on and on. Uh, Mikey Johnson, they say he's nearly ready and Christopher Julian should come back and that's uh, maybe the, uh, the the most welcome, Barry, because that's a year now. The two
5: players so. you just mentioned, Julian's been out for a long time. Um, badly missed for me. It's an area where I think Celtic are, are still not the strongest. And James Forrest, um, he, he's a big player, but there's been obviously injury, injury concerns. So this next two weeks um, is important for for Postecoglou as a manager. But it's worrying times, international um, weeks, when their players go away. Uh, Look at McGregor the other week and yep, Kyogo. But to his for me, to his um best players and most important players are both away in international duty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be at the back of his mind, hoping that they come back fully fit. Because without Celtic without both McGregor and Kyogo, uh, are certainly a weaker team.
4: You can send the new Cinch Premier League flag to Ibrox if if they come back injured again. In other words, the Celtic did fall further back, yeah. that was a big win for them yesterday. What yeah. about Julian? Can he help to sort out the Celtic defence? So they've got so many qualities going forward. What's going to happen at the back?
6: Yeah, it's about finding a partnership, Paul. Now whether Julian is involved in that partnership, it remains to be seen, but he has to find uh, a partnership. Partnerships win you titles all over the pitch. You know, centre halves. with a good goalkeeper behind you. Centre midfield, partnerships are important. And and, and then up front, no, not necessarily now in the modern game, with two strikers but you know a 10 and a 9 just, you know, just working um, together so he has to you know, whether it's Starfelt and Julian whether it's Welsh and Julian uh, whether it's uh, Carter Vickers and, and, and Wales, whatever it may be the manager needs to find that quickly because if he doesn't find it quickly you're not going to have a title winning team but on Kyogo I mean I've been speaking about Rangers maybe lacking a wee spark and lacking a wee something you see what Kyogo brings to the Celtic team when he's in it and you just see the the, the the sort of the, the the excitement in the Celtic supporters when Kyogo's in the team and you see the difference I, you see a spring in the step of his teammates when he's here. Because like if you're David Turnbull yesterday and you're looking up, you know, if you get something decent out of that box, Kyogo is going to be there. So he absolutely likes it team you compare it Kyogo to Ajete, my goodness, oh. what a difference. You know, what a difference he makes. So if there's one player that he won't want to get injured to the, the the manager Postacoglo. Is Kyogo. In
5: terms of Julian, but they need to be wary. He's been out a long time. There needs to be a level of patience. Uh, I know what it's like being out with long-term injuries. When you come back, you get that initial, urge of energy, um, and then you have a slight dip. So I don't, I don't think um, it's going to take him a bit of time. He's missed a hell of a lot of football. But in terms of Kyogo, you see energy, enthusiasm. You've seen that. Yesterday at Pitaudry, um he's back me. He's, he's full backs at times, um, he's all over the pitch, he's, a, he's certainly a player I never knew anything about, but one thing about him is he certainly, he's got a lot, he's
4: just a bundle of energy and he scores goals. And it looks as though they're going to Japan again, into the market to try and find more players for January, do you think it'll work well, twice? <laughs> yeah. they turn out half as good as, exactly, as yeah. Kyogo,
5: um, they'll, they'll be decent players, he's certainly, the, the thing, not just a good player, it, it's his movement. Yeah. his movement inside the box um, he must be an absolute nightmare for centre-halves I don't know where he is um, they're always looking he's always in the blind side of his centre-backs um, but that's that's the biggest
6: thing that's impressed me about him his movement inside the box and, and one thing you know w- 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 uh, I thought was a positive sign from Postacoglu yesterday Paul in terms of just tweaking that wee tweak that we spoke about on Friday he played Beaton and McGregor yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Back to like two in that role where I sometimes just got me one with two, uh, further forward. So that and that's I mean that was Beaton's a sign of best position. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. He's not a centre half, so he sits here. He's got that height, he's got that stature. He's been running the block, so he knows the score. But I think Coglu is taking a wee step back from Thursday night. He's reflecting that we need to win. I've not won in the road. What do I need to do differently to try and get a victory at a difficult away venue? And that's what he's come up with, and it's worked. It's worked to a point because they've won the game. So um, I'm not going back to Frank the call on, on Friday, right? But that just shows you that for a manager to be successful, you've got to come up with it. Doesn't need to be something major? Doesn't it need to be changing your principles? But just something to go and get that victory. As we said at the top of the show, as Barry said, just find a way to win.
4: And Postecoglou found a way to win by tweaking
6: his system yesterday.
4: Are you surprised about Gikamakis? He says he'll get 10 days training and that'll help him why is he not here and fit he's been here for what three weeks yeah it's a strange one but I could
5: imagine now this period next 10 days this will be like a pre-season for him Um, because look I I don't know in terms of was he at a club did they do a pre-season I'm I'm not for sure I don't think he did listen Paul I'm telling you right now she's a footballer pre-season is the most important part you need to try and get through the vast majority of pre-season because that sets you up for a full season if you miss that, you're always behind. So it's impossible to play the season without
4: the graft of the pre season. Yeah, you
5: need to uh, build you up in terms yeah. of fitness. You have four or five weeks. Um, so obviously, Giomaccus has not had that. So he's playing catch up. So this is a, a good opportunity for them to, to put him through a, a mini pre season.
6: Yeah, it's definitely. It's like, it's like for us in January, for the second half of the season, we need a, we need a good winter break somewhere, don't we? We need to get yeah. away as a unit for Three or four days somewhere well, yeah, nice, it's where it's Tenerife, yeah. Portugal, Spain. We just need to go away for three or four days to say, Yeah, right. A weekend yeah. away would be, yeah, a winter training. Yep. let's take go radio abroad. Let's that's take
4: right. the four, eight hey, them with the, the taxi center, so they'll take us wherever <laughs> we want. So long there's not a boundary charge. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Kinney, oh, your calls 0808, 08, 17, 17, 700, the Go Radio Football Show. So that was a look at uh, Celtic. They're getting a, a massive win. You can't you, you can't stress too much, Barry, how important that was yesterday. If Celtic had lost again on the road to Aberdeen, then back into the international break, there would have been huge question marks about what's happening. Yeah, and there. the, the yeah.
5: pressure just builds up again. Mm. Um, so in, in terms of going and, and winning, I, I keep saying it, win ugly at times. Uh, the most important thing is see a week down the line uh, down the line sorry Mm. nobody will think back how you played they'll look back at Petodra and say right 2-1 Celtic
4: three points Can you imagine the chat tonight in Aberdeen if you're on the Aberdeen station here's Stephen Glass speaking about the result yesterday but first of all about the reaction he got from his players when they were a goal down in the second half
10: Well still in the game hadn't really performed they were still in the game I think that, that was the positive about the first half I think you saw a response from the players but we know we need to be better, again, defensively. I think people might point say we were sitting open and things, but I think even the, the winning goal we were probably a touch narrow with the fullbacks. Uh, one was a little bit narrow, gets played outside them, the other one's sleeping a wee bit when it comes in, which becomes the back post. And the season so far? Yeah, it's not been, uh, in fact, in terms of performance-wise, it's been all right, but again, points are on the board, are what counts. Uh, we know we need to find a way to win games. We need to do it soon. Uh, and We know what we're preparing for when we play Dundee in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and we're repeating ourselves with the players regularly as well. So it's a case of keeping working. I think you can feel sorry for yourself when you're on a run like this. We can believe in what you do and continue doing it and changing the bits that you need to change. And, and we will. Uh, and it's important that it happens against when we play Dundee. I think there's there's been teams on runs like this where you're looking for a performance and it's not been it's been miles off being good enough. I think we're pretty close to being. Where we need to be, and obviously brushing up both ends of the both ends of the pitch is important, and it will happen. Mark, are they close to where they need to be? Eight points after eight games.
6: Well, the fact that they get points in the bag early, Paul, you know, has, has certainly cushioned the blow of the, the last um, four or five league games. But if you look at the SPFL Premiership Paul, um every team out with Celtic and Rangers, but every team will go through a spell of six or seven games when they won't win. But what you you don't expect that to happen to Aberdeen, maybe three or four. But if you look at most of your teams, they'll have that spell. So what Stephen Glass has got to believe is that they've had that spell now. Mm-hmm. They've got a game against Dundee who are not in the best of form themselves. They really couldn't ask for a better fixture with the greatest respect to Dundee that's coming up. So this is where Aberdeen need to go and show that after this break, where, where Stephen Glass has got time to work with some players, try and implement more of what he wants to do um, with them. But if they can't beat Dundee, Coming out of this October international, beat, and there's clearly, there's clearly a a, a problem. And, and to flip it back to to Celtic, who won yesterday, it was a good one for Celtic. What Celtic need to do, um, we spoke about Thursday night, stay in the game, just stay in the game against quality opposition. What Celtic need to do between now and January the second is stay in the race, stay in the race with Rangers. And if they do, the club of them got to go and back the manager because they are still seriously short in terms of depth and quality Celtic are short in two or three key positions and if those players become available at four or five million quid a pop then the Celtic board have got to go and back the manager to, to then bring those players
4: in in January More about that next
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go Go, go.
2: Yeah, listen, Kem ran really hard for us for 70 minutes in midweek. And uh, we're not going to get all the decisions right, but they need to trust us in terms of the 11 in the group. We have to make changes to keep that freshness and that energy because today we wanted to play on the front foot and be aggressive and press. You can't pick the same players that have run hard in midweek to do do that job for you. That's not fair. So, you know, Glenn and Joe come off today because they're probably the ones that are looking a little bit jaded because they've played too much and too many minutes. So the players need to trust us and um, I thought we were rewarded by the changes we made because the subs brought energy they brought quality and they helped us get over the line in the end
4: Rangers win yesterday and back to the top of the table Rangers on 19 points they're a point ahead of Hearts and uh, four ahead of Hibs Barry, the celebration at the end haven't seen that for a long time it looked as though they'd won the title what did you reflect on? what do you think happened? No, I just think that's a bit of passion
5: I think it was a bit of relief it was a big result it was a big game look, Hibs came no doubt in my mind until the sending off happened. Hibs came to attack Rangers and tried to win the game. Um, so, there was a bit of pressure on Rangers and like after it, I don't mind that when the manager goes out and gives a bit of fist pump. That's that's part and parcel of it. Um, just towards it, I, I thought the substitution, look, Roof made a difference when he won, no doubt, but I thought bringing Devo on for the last 10 or 15 minutes just calmed the game down. Yeah. just the, mm-hmm. It brings a real calmness to the... The place when it starts people get a bit edgy. It's mm. only two one, last ten minutes. Hibs had a few free kicks. Um, so mm. I thought that was uh, a good substitution. Listen, I've seen them play better, but the most mm. important thing, similar to what
4: I say is about Celtic, but the most important thing is winning a game. Well both managers were out it was similar wasn't it Mark if you mm-hmm. saw the reaction at both which is up. great I think it's great no, entertainment it's, it's good for the cameras nice. for Sky and whatever yeah. but did you notice that the, the back room squad with the manager with Steven Gerrard the players were high-fiving it, it was like a cup final win it was obviously yeah. a significant day is it because they went back to the top of the table
6: Yeah I mean I think there's a few things in there Paul um on the back of the Europa League defeat mm-hmm. on, on Thursday night, so they've no won, they've no scored a goal in, in Europa League. Steven Gerrard then feeling the need to come out and explain his frustrations in terms of the transfer window. People actually, I think he's just saying there needs to be a bit of realism. And so if he's feeling it, and he's in, I, I was not in the inside I yesterday, so he's in the touchline, so th- there's probably been a bit of edginess. We have been down to 10 men, Rangers just being patient but eventually getting there. So I think at the end of that game, there is massive release for a manager. The pressure is massive. Mm -hmm. It is. And they're on the touchline, they're willing their players on. So I think at the end, it's a bit of, we need to be together. We've won a tough one here today. Let's be together. If we're all together, we've got a better chance of doing well. So I think that's what he's saying. It's just a wee message that that I'm with you. I understand it, but we need to just Mm -hmm. be together. This is going to be a Tough season, we ain't going to win the league by 25 points this season, so and he's known that Celtic have gone to Petodre and won a couple of hours earlier. So I think there's just that bit of we've got 50,000 in here, you can be an asset to us, let's be together.
5: A a bit of emotion, a bit of passion, but you know what, also a bit of relief as well, Mm -hmm. getting through that game because it's sticky against 10 men. Um, and at times they had to be real patient because hips were solid and compact. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I said to you, the two real bits of quality in the game. Came for both full backs. Two great balls in, two headers um, and that's what won the game for Rangers.
4: Nathan Patterson starting, Barry, you, you know, you, you love him as a player.
5: Yeah, I've seen him play better if I'm honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, I've seen the full game um, but look, he, he's still learning. Uh, there's no doubt he's still, a lot of people think a lot of him at, at Rangers. I know that for a fact. I, I know the manager when you hear him talk about him. Yeah. Um, it's clear to me he's got a bright future in front of him. He's going to be Rangers number one full back um, and it was a great ball in from him Um, he's still got things he needs to improve on he'll know that himself Um, he just needs to keep
4: his head down keep working hard and in time he will become a top right back so Stephen Jarrod on the pitch at full time Ange Postacoglu at Petaudry celebrating the 2-1 win on Saturday night at 7 o'clock and we're going to have Stevie Clark on at Hamden. Hopefully against Israel. What were you thinking there, Barry? You were laughing, thinking yeah, about something. I, I think there. the
5: it's, fans will enjoy that. Both I, managers. I think it's uh, great. Yeah. showing a wee bit. Of course, I, I don't mind that. Sure. I like that.
4: So Scotland against Israel. Well, how many sleeps? Is it five to go? Five to go. Five for. to go. Five o'clock kickoff Saturday night. Yep. We help take you through the Euros here and go radio, and we're looking forward to this weekend. Mark, you've always got the stats. You always give us hope and tell us what we need to do. It's pretty clear now, though, isn't it? And we have to. Do we have to win oh, we, on we, Saturday?
6: Well. Yeah we don't need to win but if we're going to be realistic we, we have to win um, and if you get you know, Paul, next three games you get nine points are there mm. you can't stop and the three games are, are, are absolutely winnable Israel at home Pharaoh's away and then the start of the next double header in, in November is Moldova away you win those three games you qualify you can't get touched so mm. that's where it comes to, oh sorry into the playoff. off yeah, um, sure. into the playoff second spot played Israel six times in the last three years or so worryingly only one win out of six, really? Paul, over ninety yeah. minutes. So mm-hmm. There was a penalty yes. shootout one after a nil-nil yeah. draw. As you have won twice, and I think it's three draws. So we can, we can tell the talent. I've got some talented individuals. Um, As you they're no mugs. Um, we need to be careful. We've just been speaking there about, about Rangers, about Celtic, about being being patient, about having the fifty thousand Tartan Army with you on the night. So if it's not going well, they've got to be with uh, the players. What if Grant Hanley? He's suspended. Um, big loss,
4: isn't he? Because he's, he's suddenly he's,
6: he's he's a big loss. The good thing for me though, Paul, is. It kind of takes away a dilemma in a way because you. I think you just slot Scott McTominay back into the back three, and therefore you you you're keeping uh, McGinn and, and McGregor and and Gilmore in your central um, three um, in midfield. Not but, a bad replacement. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it is. But uh, I think Scotland can do it. You know, on the back of the the, the lift that they've got from the beating Austria in Vienna uh, last month, um, fifty thousand Scotland fans Saturday night five o'clock. Scotland can do it. I think they will win the game, but I think it will be an heavy one nil. The good thing is it's in our own hands. Yeah. yeah. These two
5: games, um, as you just pointed out, fifty-two thousand. Um I don't think it's going to be a three or four nil. What Mark's just mentioned there about the, the kind of previous games against Israel. They've got Zahavi up front who can mm-hmm. score goals, but the big danger is the boy Solomon. Solomon. Ah, yep. he's he's the one that sticks out for me all the time. And uh the wing back for for me. The right point, the right
6: hand side. very good. Yeah, very good, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good
5: yeah. player. So they've got handy players. They've mm. got guys that can damage you. Um, but March just mentioned Israel. Pharaohs away, which is not going to be easy as well. They, yeah. They've they've sure. improved over the years in Moldova. There's no doubt in my mind the quality we've got. We can get nine points. But Grant Hanley has a big miss. He has a big miss. I don't know whether he would have put McTominay straight in. Really? I think like,
3: yeah. Jack Henry.
5: Mm-hmm. Listen. He's, he's played really well for Scotland look, what he's, look at the level he's playing at just now mm-hmm. he's playing against PSG he's playing against Leipzig watch the highlights outstanding Jack Henry so he will obviously McTominay will come back in I think Jan, yeah, Jack Henry will just slot across one McTominay will come on the right side you can't change that midfield three for me that's a strong strong middle three real good quality they're a good mixture of good footballers good energy um, so we've certainly got
4: the quality mm. to beat Israel no doubt about it goals that change games is it two up front is he going to play Adam and Lyndon Dykes Dykes scored at the weekend
6: yeah no, I've not looked it up forgive me is, is Adam suspended yes. no no he's, he's not, not. He's so, not. They're all, so it's just yep. Hanley are you sure Did you? Well,
4: that was the discussion yesterday <laughs> in the programme which uh, yeah no? so we think no, it's only no, Grant okay, Hanley we're missing um,
6: yep if they're both available, yeah, I would go with two. We certainly operate better as a unit, Paul. I mean, you, you look at, again, you look back to our last game in Vienna, how well we operated with, with the two of them. You look at Wembley, you were there. Yep. The infiltrator, um, you go down, you know, there are two. <laughs> there's two. So and we're if we are both available, right. we've got to win. We don't, as yeah. I said, we don't have to win the game, but if no. we win the game, we're, we're 75% of the way there. So why not? why not play with the two up front and they complement each other they both like playing um, together so go for it and also when you
5: play the two you know they're going to work hard for the team as well they do the dirty side brilliant they're not just a good partnership when uh, without the ball they do ever so well to get back in and help their midfield or or, um, wing backs Um, so look there's no doubt you've got to go with two up
4: two up front I think may look a, a more dangerous team And looking at the defence, which you know you've mentioned there, McTominay probably back. What about uh, Kieran Tierney? Uh, Arsenal have uh, not quite reinvented themselves, but the last three weeks it's been great compared to what it was. A draw at the weekend, and that must help Scotland as well. You know, Liverpool going well.
6: Yeah, but the captain. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal and Tierney's part of a clean sheet was a tough game for them. You know, Brighton really Mm -hmm. pushed them um, all the way. Kieran Tierney had a lot of defending um, to do. So yeah, Tierney will slot in. You know, that's one of the big things that, that. it's been a plus point under Steve Clark as well as he found a way um, to get to and name, Robust, and in, in, in positions where they're both happy, um, you know, and, and both playing well. So that's worked um, very well. On the right hand side, uh, does he go with Patterson? Does he go with O'Donnell? O'Donnell back playing again for Motherwell. Patterson playing uh, for Rangers yesterday and making a contribution. Patterson played against Moldova. At Hamden and played well. O'Donnell played very well in Vienna. So he's got a decision to make on, on, on the right hand side. It'll be interesting to see who he goes for because against uh, Israel, if you pick, this is a game where you, you pick your You're not thinking, I'll maybe race one or two, thinking about the Farrells. You absolutely pick your strongest 11 on Saturday night. So we'll be interested to see what, what Steve Clark goes for. Who would you go for at right back,
4: Stephen O'Donnell or Nathan Patterson?
6: Uh, for, Saturday for Saturday night. Yep. yep, I would absolutely go Nathan Patterson. OK, Barry?
5: Yeah, that that's only one I think that Stevie Clark will be considering who's going to play there. I think the rest of the team picks itself. Obviously, with Hanley been suspended, McTominay comes in, right wing back, know or Patterson, Patterson for me.
4: And the goalkeeper, again, played yeah. well at the weekend, Craig Gordon, is in yeah. immense form. And I think being made captain at Hearts as well seems to have helped him even more and to yeah. be Scotland number one.
6: Yeah, he's brilliant. And has been... How long has been playing now? 16, 17 years um, at the highest level. Hearts uh, to Sunderland, you know, to, mm. to, to Celtic and then Monty Hearts uh, again. So, no he's out of the game for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with a bad knee injury and, you know, we nearly hung up his gloves um, about six or seven years ago. You had him
4: speaking when you were president of the Scottish Football Writers yeah, Association. Player. he's won it, twice, won it twice. <laughs> but he won spoke it twice as well.
6: me about it. Yeah, oh, he yep. did. Yeah, um, you know, he has been. He's been brilliant. Was it three times you've won it or am I doing you a disservice? Or just no, twice? I, I
5: think... No, football twice. writers twice yeah. Twice. Football
6: writers. Only twice. Only yeah. only only. Twi- he was only he was only eligible for it twice. He's got a hundred percent record. <laughs> 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 um, no, Craig Gordon's been been brilliant. he's a credit to the goalkeeping profession. Credit oh. to his country. You hear him speaking again. Just a wonderful um, ambassador. And without hurting, back yeah. to it. Celtic should never have let him go. They oh. paid a serious price last season. For allowing him to go, it was madness to let Craig Gordon go.
5: This shows age is only a number for me. I yep. watched again the highlights against Mother. He looks sharp as ever. He looks like he was back when he broke into the Scotland squad, yep. mm. um, and he's just matured. And to be honest with you, he's a top Glasgow, yeah, top class goalkeeper. I can say because I've seen it with my own eyes. I've trained closely with him. Him and Alan McGregor, and two of them are, are top class. And it's great to see that he's back enjoying his football again because he had a tough time at Celtic must have been surprised to be let go but listen Celtic's loss was heart's gain that well, was a shambles how you could let the guy who's the international number one go? as I say you see goalkeeper a zippo. top class goalkeeper yeah. they're worth 15 to 18 points a season mm-hmm.
6: yeah I do feel sorry for Xander Clark to be left out there. Ah, right. the so squad, why what you know, happened there?
4: because Liam Kelly didn't have a great game at the weekend. Yeah, the but, free kick he should yeah. be saving
6: that. He'll know that himself He saved a penalty kick, but yeah, um the, the, the free kick he should be saving that for for Mullenwell. he's a really good goalkeeper goalkeeper. But yeah, I just what happened sorry to Xander? I think it? obviously John yep. McLaughlin's come back into the reckoning and and, and you know Steve Clark's had, had a decision to make who they leave out, do they leave out Liam Kelly or do they leave out um Xander Clark? There's probably been I would imagine been a discussion with Chris Woods, the, the new Scotland goalkeeping coach um, as well, he would have had a, an input um, for sure. I just thought under that circumstance, Paul, why not take the four goalkeepers? Why not just keep Xander involved? You, know, you bring him in for one squad and then to, to leave him out the next one, ah, I just thought, you know, all things been equal. Just have him a party, particularly just for the, for this week, when you're at home anyway, you've got a full week's training. I don't think they've done any harm to keep Aye. him involved.
5: I, I feel for him. I, I do, I, I think he'll be, he'll be disappointed he'll be a bit down. I don't think, listen, it didn't affect his performance at the weekend. Um, but, look, he thoroughly deserved his call-up because I think um, since Callum Davison took over there, um, he's been one of the, the main performers um, and he's getting better wage. So, yeah, I was a bit disappointed. Um, but you look at the three goalkeepers, Craig Gordon, John McLaughlin and, and Liam Kelly, um, still three strong goalkeepers, but it must be that would have been a, a tough one when he, he got the phone call saying he'd been left out of the squad
4: and of course uh, Andy Robertson the captain Liverpool back on form challenging at the top Callum McGregor good to see him back on Wednesday night Thursday night and then again uh, yesterday and Ryan Christie I see he had two assists at the weekend for Bournemouth and that's that has to be good for him yeah, as well Yeah,
6: big big yep. win against Sheffield United uh, yep. for Bournemouth um, they're, they're going well um, under Scott Parker uh, a good league um, down there the, the championship so Yeah, Ryan Christie um, is certainly somebody, I don't think he'll start the game, but he's more than capable of of making a real contribution coming off the bench.
4: What's Andy Robertson doing for you as captain of the, the squad and the team? He did well at the Euros, the way he pulled the players together, he looked after them. And when you see what he's done in the game, it must help to knit that squad.
5: Yeah, look, a captain plays an important role. There's no doubt about it. And you've seen so many things he done during the Euros, getting them. I think that gift set or hamper yep. or whatever mm-hmm. it was, that's a brilliant touch. I'm sure the the boys would have um, would have loved that. Uh, but listen, what? How has careers panned out? Is brilliant been let go by Celtic and having to go to Queens Park and then obviously go through up the what Marks and Spencer's. Yep, mm-hmm. up to Dundee United. Jackie McNamara takes mm-hmm. a punt on him does really well goes down to Hull and, and look at him now Premier League winner Champion League winner leads his his um, country phenomenal, to the Euros the first time in 23 years um, w- w- what a story that is certainly didn't get past his sell
4: by date did he at Mark <laughs> Suspense.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he's been <laughs> phenomenal I this mean, is getting worse bo- ball
4: boy at Queen's Park and right. to be uh, it's fantastic yeah, we- he's, yeah.
6: He's, he's he's been Scotland he's been captain great. Yep. yeah he's been absolutely brilliant scoreline
4: Saturday what do you reckon Scotland Scotland, yep. 2 Israel 1 2-1 one Scotland Barry what do you think yeah, I can yep. see a 1-0 one, one Scotland 1-0 Scotland yep. that would do us Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go Go, go.
4: Radio football show Monday evening. Yesterday, Rangers beating Hebs 2 1, go back to the top of the table. Celtic earlier 2 1 at Aberdeen. Saturday afternoon, Dundee United beating Ross County 1 0. Hearts 2 0 against Motherwell. St Johnson a 3 1 win over Dundee. And St Mirren getting another win. Barry Ferguson 1 0 at Livingston.
5: Yeah, I'm sure Jim will be absolutely delighted. I've seen the highlights, Stryek, the goalkeeper. Mm. Listen, he's made some great saves for Livingston. Um, that, that was, a, I'm sure, one he'll look back on and be really disappointed. But what a brilliant three points um, away from home for uh, St Myrne. David Martindale, um, he, he just needs to try and um, get the players, I guess next two weeks is going to important for them, get, make sure they're, they're training hard, get them together and and hopefully start climbing the league. Because I think last season, the way that the, they went about your business, you, I think you mentioned earlier on in the, the programme, that the run they were on, um it was fantastic last year. They've just now hit the dizzy heights again. Um but if you look at Livingston, they've still got good players, Livingston, that's still early enough to to claw
4: back um the teams round about them. Do you agree with David Martindale? They will not be relegated?
5: Yeah, I, I think I think they've got good enough players to stay up, Livingston. There's no doubt about it. Um I look at their squad, I look at the team. Um I watched them against Celtic a couple of weeks ago and I was very impressed with them. Um, I know Celtic had the vast majority of the ball but they were set up really well and they've got some players that can hurt you so yep I do think Livingston um, will get enough points to to stay clear of the, the,
4: the bottom of the league Mark people in Paisley will be thinking what about St Mirren 10 points now after 8 games and back yeah. on a wee bit of a roll
6: Yeah definitely you know back to back victories um, as well You know, Aberdeen and Paisley last mm-hmm. week and then going away to Livingston which is a tough again I think you were asking us for predictions on Friday night I thought that the score draw yep. um, written, written all over it so a, a good one for St Mirren um, to get I think previous to that they got a good point at Easter Road as well a 2-2 against the Berlin. so I think we all thought that Jim Goodwin had recruited well um, in, the, in the summer mm-hmm. you know getting in uh, Curtis Main and, and, and getting in Alan Power and, and, and one or two others Jack Arnick again just shown the importance of goalkeepers pulling off one or two saves on Saturday at crucial times so yep St Mirren Looking absolutely fine, and um, Jim getting into the international break, absolutely delighted with that result on Saturday.
4: Ethan Erehon getting yeah. the goal for them. Mm. Who would be a goalkeeper? Guidi. Mm. When you think of Strike as well, he's played so well, but yeah,
6: he's had a Mistake. couple of good saves, um, yeah. but it, there's mistakes in him, and that you know, you know, he's just he, he's young, he's learning the game, and um, you know, he just needs to try and eradicate that from from his game. It's not, it's not with something like that, Paul. It's no bad goalkeeping, it's concentration. Mm. But to be a top goalkeeper, you need to have good concentration. It's not all about ability, it's about your judgement, when to come on your line, when to stay in your line, and when just to make sure that you're concentrated and fully on it. And he had a lapse of concentration on Saturday and it cost his team dearly.
4: And that's one of the toughest things if you're a Rangers goalkeeper or Celtic, Barry, because in general, in the domestic game, you're not as busy.
6: Yep, I I think um,
5: if you ask any of the goalkeepers that have played at the... at top teams where they have the vast majority of line share of possession um, goalkeepers that's the main thing concentration they might not touch the ball for 75-80 minutes Paul but they might need to come up with that vital save and it happened a number of times last season if you look back Rangers mm-hmm. Alan McGregor um, come up with some great saves at, at vital times uh, so it has, it's down to concentration making sure that you're bang on it for 90 or so minutes but going on uh, with St sit St i have got some good players I signed the boy Ronan from Wolves on loan he looks apart. looks a real tidy footballer Jamie McGrath a lot of teams were in for him he's one of it, Hibs, but, yeah. I think Jim um, signed for the League Island mm-hmm. as well so he's he's good and Brophy up front um, he just needs a a run of games that's somebody I've always liked um, so Jim's got some real good players there but it's always a you go to Livingston
4: and come away with three points, it's always a real good result. Bit of a derby in person. St Johnson, Dundee, bit of rivalry over the years. And St Johnson, you're watching them going up the table now, Barry. After that, you know, they did well in Europe, the great performance mm. against Galatasaray. Took a bit out of them, but they've now had a couple of wins. Mm. And St Johnson, nine points from eight games.
5: Yep, great win. Um, the boy, Chris Kane, a lot of people always think yeah. of Chris Kane as, oh, he's a hard worker. Mm. Hard working centre forward. But one thing he's starting to do now is score goals. Um, so... That's a great result for him. It's a derby game. Um, and I've seen O'Halloran playing, was it wing right, back? Right wing back, yeah. Yep. You think of O'Halloran playing through the middle where Callum's used him a number of times or a, a wide player. It just shows you that um, he can go and flip formations and ask players to play in different positions. Um, that's a great thing to have um, as a manager. Um, but listen, great result for St. Johnson. No surprise because you look at them again. Some, They've got some uh, good players for me. Big day for Liam Craig as well.
6: Yeah, became the, the, the record appearance holder um, for St Johnson, beat um, Stephen Anderson. so, And he and had a very good game as well, uh, Paul, you know, right in the middle of the park, right at the heart of the of the team. And and, and you look at it um, as well, just at the end of the window, losing uh, Jason Kerr, the captain, yeah. and, and Ali McCann, arguably the most influential player. But
4: and they're I now think, winning.
6: <laughs> yeah, and I think what Callum Davison's now added to his bow as a manager, Paul, is... Signings, picking a player. Effie mm. Ambrose available. Aye, Boom, yeah. went and get him. He's been the, the the heart of the the team. Ali Crawford, terrific. Mm. Uh, again, had to come off injured. Cameron McPherson getting on, getting his getting his debut. So you look at that too. You know, Callum Davison has shown uh, a, a a real
4: strength and being able to wheel and deal in the market. Yep, three one two. Saint Johnson a the double for Chris Kane what about Dundee United as well Tam Tamcourt's doing well 1-0 against Ross County we know there was the controversy about the alleged uh, comment to Fuchs after the goal and uh, Tam was was out I think the clubs are trying to settle that there have been discussions about it we don't want any racial slur anywhere to the game itself United picking up the points against Ross County County need to start getting wins
6: they do I mean Malcolm McKay said had a big rebuild um, there and obviously he's like Stephen Glass and Ange Postacoglu he's only in the door 12 weeks so you know he needs to be given a bit of time but ultimately you do need to get points on the board but I think if you look at Ross County you can see signs of improvement Paul you know they're not losing a lot of goals Dundee you know, United had to work really hard but they need to then go and find a way of scoring
4: goals at the other end to start winning games Niskanen getting the goal there his first for the club for Dundee United could they be are they going to be top six do you think Barry?
5: Well, they've had a decent enough start um, to the season. They've beat Rangers up at Tannadice. Yeah. Um, they've went to Celtic Park, Paul, and got a point. And these are the games that, kind of scrappy games, one knows that they've that, that they've got to win. Um, and again, they're similar That Dunne United. I like the boy Fuchs in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, he's impressed me. Good bit of energy about him, but can also play. And Hark's as well, adding a few goals to his game. So, again... Tam Courts has has got some good players up there. Uh, They just need to continue it. It's all it's about getting a level of consistency because everybody thinks they're Done United. Well, me growing up, Done United, we're always a big team. We're always challenging. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not going to challenge Rangers or Celtic. Um, But you expect Done United, the size of club they are, to be in the top six. Our Hearts who won
4: 2-0 against Mullow are they going to challenge Rangers and Celtic
5: well Robbie's come out a couple of times and says listen they're up for a challenge and sometimes you think how are they going to go on this weekend Mm -hmm. another one Um, another convincing one Um, so they're they're certainly heading in the the right uh, the right direction
4: Good picture of them there on the record today. There's Robbie Nielsen, there's Lee McCullough, great yeah. Nashers there as yeah, well. I'm just yeah, just about to say big Jigs Nashers <laughs> big are smile. looking well there. Yep. <laughs> Mark, will Hearts go the distance and challenge Rangers Celtic at the top of the table? Uh, and yeah. his as well?
6: Well, Hearts will be in the mix come the January window, Paul, that's for, that's for sure. And it depends what, what Hearts are able to do in the window to strengthen. And also, when they're doing so well, their players will be attracting attention. There's, there's two or three that are certainly um, catching the eye. So if they can keep their squad together and add a couple, then you know, certainly don't rule them out. I don't think they'll win the league, but they'll 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 certainly they could end up being the third force this
4: season. And that's a, a huge game when we come back the following weekend after the international right. break, Rangers against Hearts. Yeah, but he's made some some good signs as I said about Barry Mackay, but
5: the, yeah. the boy they got in, in um in Feverton, mm-hmm. Benny is it Benny Beningamy yeah. Beningamy good yeah. player yeah. yeah very good player He's very good. he was out, out and loan at a couple of clubs before never quite happened mm. for uh, for him but he certainly um, started really really well really impressed with him confident um, isn't he he looks yeah, yeah. He, also listen he looks like one of the ones where he can get about the pitch really mm. well but he's also
6: very good on the ball Paul so Robbie's done a bit of good business during the summer also as well if you can keep John Suter fit he's yeah. an important right. part of the oh. team and, and hopefully well you know if anyone in Scottish football deserves a break, it's um, it's John Souter, and I think too Stephen Kingsley in the left hand side. We have real good signing for them as well. Scored John, John Souter's yep. a
5: when he's fit and he gets a number of games behind him, he's in the Scotland squad.
4: Yeah, he would be, wouldn't
5: he? Yeah, yep. that's he's how scored. highly yep. I rate him. I've watched his development. I know he's had a couple of bad Achilles injuries. Yeah, I think he snapped it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Twice, mm-hmm. Um, but. You see him he start to mature he looks stronger um, he's, he's got a real physical presence but one thing about him he can play the game John Sutter
4: Brings it back to the big two before we go then so Celtic winning 2-1 yesterday Mark what do you think overall uh, it was Jota who got the winner yeah. Kyogo who scored early on then Lewis Ferguson You know Aberdeen came back into it what do you feel for Celtic signs of improvement?
6: Yeah there's a few positives to take Paul look it's never been in doubt middle to front Celtic are good they'll score goals in, in most games for sure, you know, two good finishes yesterday. Jota, I think, you know, it was a really good finish. The second goal, good play from um, Montgomery in the left-hand side. Uh, the manager is willing to change his system, as we said earlier in the programme, to two holders. Yesterday, realising on the road, there's tough games and you've got to tweak it to get success. He'd done that and all Celtic now have to find a way of getting their defence uh, sorted and being able to keep clean sheets at home and away um, and if they can do that Celtic are going to be right up there and may well win the title from Rangers if they can do that
4: They're up against Motherwell the weekend after next and Tony Watt is that written in the stars maybe to come back against his old team?
5: Yeah he had a few chances I watched the highlights mm-hmm. yeah, he a great um, strike for about 25 yards on the on the volley um, he certainly hit the ground running this uh, the start of this season he was one that we, we spoke about last week maybe was in with a shout to getting in the Scotland squad. He just needs to keep that sort of form up and you never know what's round the corner. But that's a tough one. Um, Muddle. 14 points on uh, on
4: good form. It's a great game, isn't it? You know, at Fair Park, Muddle will sell. And the a one good. thing about
5: Fair yeah. Park, now you can't yeah. complain about the surface. That surface at Fair yeah. Park, mm-hmm. Up there with the best in
4: Scotland now. You hear what Mark said a few moments ago, Celtic could then challenge Rangers. It might be close. But I know you've said that from the start of the season.
5: Yeah, I, I think it Listen, I think it'll go right down to the wire. Um, there's, um, there's going to be a few points dropped throughout the season. Um, it's just who or what team and find um, a level of consistency Wins a league for me.
1: This was Pustakug full-time. It wasn't smooth, but it's hard. We're meeting a team that's desperate for points. They're going to throw things at you. you know, it's a physical game. It's all nice and well to say we, we probably could have played better, maybe controlled the game a bit more, but you, know, you kind of know even for our own situation that irrespective of how I feel the players are feeling the pressure of getting our results, especially away from home. So you got to factor all these into it and, and ultimately they found a way to, to, to get through and, and you know we scored a really good goal which is the stuff we want to play so I'm pleased. And then Super Sunday yesterday, it was off to
4: Ibrox, Rangers winning 2-1 against Hibbs.
2: Well, I think it was a lot more closer to where we wanted to be and um, I thought at times today we played some really good stuff. I thought the goal came against the runner play. I thought we had control at that stage but to be fair to Hibbs, it's a fantastic cross and it's a good header. That makes the task a lot harder. It complicates it a bit but I've got to pay my players a lot of credit because we didn't panic. We stayed. We kept doing the right things and we kept asking questions and um, we were rewarded for all our good play in the end.
5: They didn't panic? The... No, they showed patience. That's that's one thing when I was watching the game, Paul, um, that I thought of. Listen, sometimes when you're, you're, you get that equaliser, you start throwing balls forward but they didn't do that. They kept a, a level of patience. And finally... Um, getting that, that great goal, great ball for Barisic, um, header for Morelos, wins them the game. All to
4: play for. You could see the relief at the end.
6: Yeah, the, the was. it was a hard-fought victory for Rangers. Both are strikers getting the goals, you Morelos and Roof, two good deliveries from wide areas. It was a tough fixture. Rangers came out of it into the second international break of the season. Top of the league, can't ask for any more than that.
4: Maguidi, Barry Ferguson, thanks very much. Back on Wednesday night, Rob's here tomorrow night. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Up next after the news. It's Joke all Day. We'll see you tomorrow night, live at five here in Goal.
0: Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? taxicenter.com. Trade
10: only.